Welcome back to That So Original Podcast. This is Tiffany. I'm here with Kelly. Hello. And we are going to cover this awesome, awesome, awesome movie on Netflix that Kelly was super excited about. And then I found out what it was about and I was super excited about and we can't wait to share it with you. And Kelly's going to tell us all about it. Today we are talking about... We are a joke. That's not true. And my father is ashamed of me. No, he's not. He looked deep into the eyes and said, I am ashamed of you. Maybe he was drunk. He said, and you might think that I'm drunk, but I am dead sober. Idiot. Officially, Iron Saga will be representing Iceland at Eurovision this year. I hate them. Absolutely terrible. They're old, disgusting people. But we have no choice. So we're in. Yep. 42 countries. Hundreds of performers. And a worldwide audience of 180 million. This is Eurovision. You have to watch that guy. He is a sex player. Hey, looking good. Secret. Very beautiful boys. Thank you. We are a duo that will never be separated. George Michael says something about other wham guy. No one even knows his name. Andrew Ridgely. You have to stay focused. We need to win. What are you doing? I just want my ding dong to look bigger than what is really there. Smart. Yeah. I could do a camel. Do a classic camel. It's never ever style. Yeah. This is it. We have to prove to Iceland and to my extremely handsome father that my life hasn't been a waste. Eurovision Song Contest, and I love it. I loved it. I'm going to tell a little bit about the movie first before we get started, if that's okay with you. Okay. This movie was written by Will Ferrell and Andrew Steele, and I don't know who Andrew Steele is, but I think everybody knows who Will Ferrell is. He's been in a million different things. I'm not even going to go through it. But Will Ferrell has always been like super into the Eurovision Song Contest, which is a real thing. And I feel so stupid and American because I had never heard of it you before. You haven't? But I'm shocked. No. 
I know. I mean, I've heard of American Idol. Such a stupid American. But I've never heard of Eurovision Song Contest. I legitimately thought it was something they made up for this movie. And like, wow, was I wrong. But anyway, he has been to the song contest twice. And actually, most recently, when they decided that they were going to make this movie in 2018, they let him come to the contest and follow it from start to finish. So he got to see all the rehearsals. Uh, he got to see all the backstage stuff and everything that goes into the actual production and televising of the contest to prep for this film, which was originally supposed to release in May of this year at the same time that the Eurovision Song Contest would have been being televised. But for the first time ever, the event was canceled thanks Corona. So the release for the Netflix movie was pushed back to June. And here we are, yes, present day. Yes. <laughs> I had read that Will Ferrell like, vacationed in Sweden with his family. So that's how he became aware of it and how he got into it. And I was like, must be nice to vacation in Sweden, you know. No shit. I think they went skiing. I think they were going skiing in like the Alps. And that's how he became aware of it. So, Of course. Yeah. Sure. That stepbrother money, bringing in the bucks. Yeah. If you've wondered where the heck are Tiffany and Kelly and you have not looked at our social media at all, then you missed the big announcement that Tiffany was in a production last weekend that was fabulous and had been doing a lot of rehearsing and prepping for that show. And so we had to take a little hiatus, but we are very excited to be back. Thanks for hanging in with us. Appreciate it, guys. Okay, so we open in Husavik, Iceland, April 6, 1974. And I looked up Husavik. It is an actual town on the northeast, or excuse me, the north coast of Iceland with a population of just over 2,300 people with the main industries being tourism and fishing. So they were right on point with how they portrayed Husavik in this movie. Another thing I'm going to note is that I don't know how to do an Icelandic accent at all. So what I'm going to be attempting to do is like Will Ferrell and Rachel <laughs> McAdams version of an Icelandic accent. And so we're just keep in mind, this is like a, a two degrees of separation from an actual Icelandic accent. And so I apologize. Anyway. Okay. So we are in a house and... We're in a living room with a lot of people who are drinking beer and watching TV. The camera kind of pans around and closes in on a picture of a woman and a child sitting at a piano. At the bottom it says, in loving memory. So you kind of get the idea that this woman is no longer with us. Uh, so everyone in the house, as I said, is gathered around this TV and they're watching some kind of musical special, which obviously we know is the Eurovision Song Contest. But we hear ABBA singing Waterloo, which is one of my favorite ABBA songs on the same, ABBA Same, same. And there was a boy who was playing on the stairs alone. And he is the boy from the picture with the woman. And he hears the singing and he comes over and he just starts dancing like, like this silly dancing. And there's a man in the room. That's telling him to sit down. He's embarrassing himself. We later find out this is his his father, who was played by Pierce Brosnan. Remember Remington Steele? That's what I have in my notes. Do you remember Remington? <laughs> he was so hot in that show. I was like 
eight, seven. I don't know. And I was like, he was really good looking in that show. Well, I didn't recognize him at first because for this role, I don't, well, I won't say that if it's for this role, I don't know. But he has like a very full beard and mustache and he looks pretty grizzled. And I did not, right off the bat, I didn't realize. I, I thought he looked familiar. And then I was like, oh my God, that's Pierce Brosnan. But um Anyway, another man in the room says one day he's going to sing and dance in the Eurovision Song Contest. And the boy who we learn his name is Lars. Lars's dad said he would rather be dead. <laughs> and also, as Lars is sitting there getting his groove on, a girl who is sitting alone in the kitchen, whose name is Secret, she stands up and she comes out and she's dancing around too. Everybody's laughing and not laughing with him, but kind of laughing at him. And Lars yells, you know, stop and tells everyone to stop laughing at him. And he says, one day I'll win the Eurovision Song Contest and no one will be laughing then. Yeah. And when Little Secret gets up to dance, somebody says, she's never spoken before. I was like, well, she's still not speaking. She's dancing. (laughs) She's just dancing. But it's never explained why she has never spoken before. It comes back later, but it's never explained why. I don't know. It's very odd, but... I feel like the two of these kids have had, like, kind of dramatic childhoods. Something. But little Lars and Sigrid are kind of joined from that moment on to be besties. So, then we move on to present day quotation marks. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the coolest music video ever made. A stunning voice. And it starts with this heavy breathing, this... And it's two dueling keyboards, and they're placed together on top of, of like, what is that? Volcano. I it's a volcano like, field. Like a volcanic yeah, shoreline. Yeah, yeah, where where a volcano has erupted, and then it hardens, and then you can yeah, but, play a music video on top of it. But this is now grown-up Lars and Secret, and Lars is obviously Will Ferrell, and Secret is Rachel McAdams from Mean Girls, The Notebook. We all know who she is. But they are beautiful. They are in these huge costumes. Lars is dressed up kind of like Thor. He's got like a, a Thor helmet <laughs> on and a big cape and secrets all in beautiful white. I don't know how to even describe her costume. I, I said she looked like an Icelandic princess. Yeah, very much so. And they are singing this amazing song that is called Volcano Man and I guess Lars is dressed as the Volcano Man and Secret's singing about how she's in love with him. It's ridiculous, but it's still a banger. And I would listen to that song over and over and over again. Well, they're singing this great song. It's awesome. And all of a sudden it it flashes off and we realize that Lars and Secret are actually just playing in his dad's basement. And they blew out the fuse and knocked all the electricity out. So the whole music video is just something that they're imagining as they're singing because that's what they want to do sometime. Uh, this is where I have in here. Was Rachel McAdams pregnant when this was being filmed? Because the way they dressed her and shot her seems like she was hiding a pregnancy. And yeah, I, you picked on that up on that like really quick. Yeah, and I did not. And I said I fashion myself an expert on actresses hiding pregnancies. So <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to say like the let me press saying she did not look chubby. Her face did not look round. Just the way she was styled, it looked like maybe they were hiding, trying to hide a baby bump. And the way she was shot, it was. I don't know. And I have Googled this to no end. And, and she had a secret baby at one point. So we don't, nobody really knows when, if, I don't know. It's unclear. Feel free to Google at your own risk. 
But um, <laughs> Lars's dad comes downstairs to ye- to yell at him for using up the electricity and making the fuse blow. Secret suggests, well, maybe Volcano Man is the song that they should submit for the Eurovision Song Contest. But then Lars is like, nope, nope, Double Trouble is super tremendous and the better pick, obviously. But it's just hilarious that here we are in Lars's dad's basement and Lars is a full-grown, like, 50-year-old man. And he's still living at home in his dad's basement with this beautiful secret. And they're just working on these songs together. And they have since they were children. But I don't think anybody seemed to notice that, like, he's a lot older than her. Yeah, and that was not the case, though, in the first scene. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. I could put her at, like, four or five-ish. And he was, I don't know, what do you think? 10, 12. Oh, not maybe. even. Not even. I, w- I would say if he was over 10, it'd be crazy. And she was maybe 6. But I think in real life, oh, I should probably Google that, but I don't want to bother. They're not close in age. They're not. No. So it's odd. We're going to look past it and just say, just just submit to it because it's, it's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Love is love. We're, we're fine with it. Yeah. Uh, so Sigrid is home with her mother after their failed attempt at rehearsal. And her mother's working at a loom, and she's talking about Lars, and she does not like Lars. She says, you've been under the spell of Lars Erickson since you were a baby. He's holding you back. Secret again, we're going back to kind of that first scene, and Secret says that before she met Lars, she couldn't speak, but then he taught her to sing. And her mom says, no, nah, that was Abba. Yeah. And, and Secret's like, and Lars. Her mom says that she'll never reach her true potential if she keeps singing with Lars. She'll never sing her spore, spore. Okay, yeah. Spjorg. 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 Thank you. Okay, Spjorg note. And I looked that up, and it is some kind of mythical Icelandic high sea. Oh. So. I didn't yeah, even know it was a real thing. I thought it was a made-up thing. I... Don't know. That's just what Google told me. And if it's on Google, then it's real. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say the Spirigno is the truest expression of ourselves. I guess if you can hit that high C, you got it going on. Just well, saying. That's, I'm, I'm never going to be able to do that. Me either. <laughs> but I'm not Icelandic, uh, so. That's true. But I am a soprano, so it's a little bit sad. So now Lars and his dad, or maybe concurrently with the whole secret and mom thing, they are walking through a cemetery and leaving flowers on Lars's mother's grave. His dad, I love this thing. This his made dad, me laugh so hard. <laughs> I did. His dad says, well, the, the bank called and I can't afford the house and the fishing boat. And Lars is like, oh, wow. Yeah, lots of memories on that boat. That's, that's really a shame. And Lars's dad is like, um, no, yeah, no. The fishing boat brings in money so i'm selling the house and lars says well well i live there and his dad (laughs) as we've already pointed out says you're a middle-aged man living in my basement it's time for you to start living your life be the man your mother wanted you to be well his dad says you need to grow up and be the person your mother wanted you to be and lars like well she loved having me around the house so she might not be happy (laughs) And then then as they're walking away, he's like, why did you bring me here to tell me this? (laughs) Really, though, really. (laughs) Those are the, the, and you know that these are like Will Ferrell, like, improvs at the end that make it so freaking hard. Yes. They're just so silly and just 
you know, I don't know, killed me. I wonder if he improv this whole next part because it was gold. This is, but this is kind of a thing he had on on SNL. It was kind of the same kind of character, so we'll see. Now we go to Lars's job, and he's working as a um, parking attendant, meter maid type person. He's putting tickets on cars for people that have parked there too long. And here comes Secret, and they start this little back and forth, this thing they do, where she comes up, she's like, I see you. And he replies, there you are. <laughs> and she, here I am. Hey, I'm checking you out. Oh, I'm checking, hey, you, I'm out. checking you out. <laughs> and she's holding two coffees, but it looks like she's bringing them for Lars. But no, she says they're both for her. <laughs> this kind of <laughs> becomes a running gag later. She's always got two drinks in her hand, and they're both for her. And Lars tells her, you know, my dad's kicking me out. And she's like, well, it doesn't, she's like, well, where you live? But it doesn't matter. Well, wherever you live, it will always be in the beautiful Husavik. And a cue to giant humpback whales that leap out of the water, spin around, <laughs> and fall back into the water. Because oh, they live so in such an enchanted, lovely place. And it's so idyllic. Yeah, this this makes me want to go to Iceland like yesterday. Because the, oh, the scenery, the cinematography on this is beautiful. But um, Lars tickets a car and... And as he's taking it in a car, he's also handing out flyers to him and the secret show that night. And some guy comes out and he's like, I'm not paying this ticket, Lars. And he, and he's like, what is this? Is this a, is this a, what is this flyer? And he says, well, we're playing there tonight. And he's like, why are you and your sister playing there? He says, well, she's probably not my sister. And secret's like, I'm definitely not your sister. Eh, probably not. <laughs> and the, the parking customer's like, I'm not paying this ticket. And Lars like, well, are you coming to the party? And he's like, well, I'm coming. Of course I'm coming to the party. There's nothing else to do in this stupid town. And as he's pulling away, he has to yell, your father is ashamed of you. So <laughs> everyone in this town knows that Lars and his dad are not on great terms. So then Lars breaks into this, you know, he has to tell Secret, you know, my father really is ashamed of me. He told me, you've wasted your whole life on this one dream. You have no wife or child. Your life is a joke. And Secret's like, well, maybe he was drunk. Lars comes and says, no, he said, you may think I'm drunk, but I am dead sober and very serious. So later that night, we're at the party. And while he was handing out the flyers, we saw on the flyer that the name of their duo is Fire Saga. So Fire Saga is playing this retirement party. Somebody's retired. And uh, Lars and Secret are singing Happy by... um, Oh, God. Pharrell. It just went out of my head. Pharrell. Pharrell. Yes. And I, I think it's so cute. It's on the soundtrack, too. And my kids like it because it's kind of like an interesting version of Happy. But they want to play their submission to the Eurovision Song Contest. They're like, hey, does everybody want to hear our song? for the-? And everybody's like, no. And then they all start yelling, ya-ya ding-dong. We want to hear ya-ya ding-dong. And the song is so freaking hilarious. I, I love it. It's ridiculous. And it you do not watch this movie, you need to at least Google the Ya Ya Ding Dong song and listen to it a thousand times like I have. It's not, it's not subtle. It's not subtle. No. At all. No, you guys, it's called Ya Ya Ding Dong. So. It's about Ding Dongs. Mm-hmm. It's about Ding mm-hmm. Dongs. Yep. I just love that their drummer is like 10. And yes! His, and his he, name is adorable. Stefan, and as Lars says, he just got his first pit here today. Woo! <laughs> yes, I love it. So, Later that evening during the party, Lars storms out of the building, followed by Secret, and he's upset that no one wants to hear their song. And he's, I can't take this shit. It's like this much shit. 
I can maybe take this much shit, but it's up here. And I'm just laughing. And the it's secret a lot says, of shit. It's a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he screams, shit. And then you see a part of an iceberg fall off. So the, the parking ticket guy from the from the scene before this comes out. And again, he's like, you have to come back in and play Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong again. And Lars is, is like, no, I don't want to play that stupid song. But... He agrees and but says, Hey, we're on a break right now. We'll we'll play it again in a little while. And Secret says that, hey, you know what? Don't worry. Because last night I went to the volcano fields to ask the elves to help us. And Lars is like, Okay, I don't believe in elves. And Secret's like, Oh my god, don't say that, they'll hear you. And Lars says, Look, it's not the elves that are gonna get us into the contest. It's the perfect song. And Secret says Plus elves. Yeah, she says, shut your mouth so the elves will shut it for you. <laughs> Those elves, y'all. They're serious. Y'all need to watch out for these elves. Seriously. So now we're at the Icelandic public television station. And the, I don't know, the people that work at the television station are listening to their person that will potentially be their contestant for the Eurovision contest. And they're listening to her yeah, name. It's like a submission video. Yeah. They're okay. listening to Katiana Lindstotter, played by Demi Lovato. And she's singing this awesome song, Looking in the Mirror. And she's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And they know that she will win for from Iceland because she's from Iceland and she's wonderful. There's this one little scowly guy in the back. Vic, his name is Victor Carlson. He's the governor of the Central Break of Ireland. Bank Central? Bank of Iceland. So many words. Um, I said Ireland because, but he says, you know, no, 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 no. The problem is it's not good to have Iceland win because that year's winner, whatever country wins that year, the next year they have to host the contest. And that would mean building a venue, lodging and et cetera, and all that stuff to host over half a million people. It would bankrupt their country to do that. It would bankrupt the whole, you know, because to, to try to pay for this. And they're like, nah, it's all right. We want to win Eurovision. It'll be fine. We we just want the well, we want the street cred of winning Eurovision. But then they realize that they only have eleven acts for the contest, and they need twelve. So they say, oh, here, here's a box of of submissions, all these CDs. And this guy just randomly reaches in and happens to pull out a tape. It's a cassette tape, guys. It's a cassette tape, <laughs> but it's Fire Saga's tape. Woo! So they are in the contest. The guy that plays Victor Carlson, because it was driving me crazy because I was watching this and I could not figure out why he looked familiar. He was in the Hobbit movies. He played Bear, the guy that turned into a bear. There you go, in case you're wondering. Well, the guy who plays the president of the Icelandic public television station, Niels, he looked so familiar. And I IMDb'd him, and he has been in 8,000 things, but it was not one of them that I recognized, and I still cannot figure out where I know this this guy from he, he did look kind of so familiar, familiar but i don't know what i didn't i did not look him up i i did a lot of imdb on this but I didn't i'm gonna look, look him up, up again because i swear and it might i don't know i don't know it it might be something like i do watch some foreign stuff on netflix like some subtitled or dubbed things so i'm like maybe he was in something that i've watched and i just didn't immediately recognize the title on imdb don't know but anyway lars is thrilled running through the town going crazy and he starts ringing the emergency signal bell announcing that fire saga has made it into the icelandic song contest but 
Uh, clearly you cannot just ring this bell all willy-nilly because very soon after he is sitting in a police station cuffed talking to a police officer and they're telling him that, oh, you're just so weird. Why are you so weird? And there's another officer that's sitting in the same room and he says, yeah, my older brother went to school with you and he said you were weird. And Laura says, well, your older brother rode a horse backwards to school. So <laughs> who's the weird one? <laughs> What what the hell? The secret comes in, and everybody loves secret. And so she's asking, please let Lars go. And both of the officers tell her, you know, okay, fine, but just so you know, you're wasting your life with this guy, and the whole town thinks he's weird. What's hey? What's what's wrong with being weird? I ask you. But they decide they'll let Lars go. I think it's funny that she says to the cop, "You're like being really uncool." And they're like, uh uh-uh, <laughs> Lars is way more uncool. <laughs> He's really, really uncool. Well, now we're at, um, Sigrid is at the lava fields, and she is at the elf houses, which are beautiful, by the way. They're these they're so cute. teeny tiny little houses, kind of like, you know, those fairy gardens people do, but bigger. Um, little red, the little line of red houses, and she's leaving wine and biscuits and some of her mother's whiskey for the elves because I think it's kind of thing where you kind of go and maybe you make a wish or you know that kind of thing um and she's like she's telling them thank you for getting us into the contest I was just wondering maybe if it's not too much trouble you can get us into Eurovision it's Lars dream come true and maybe if that finally happens we could be together and okay thank you oh and by the way it'd be cool if we could have a baby thanks bye (laughs) (laughs) she's just adorable She's like, oh, we can talk about that next time. Yeah, okay. Have a good night. <laughs> uh, Secret leaves the elf houses, and she, they're, um, her and Lars are getting on the bus to leave town. And there's, like, you know, half a dozen people waiting there to say goodbye to him. Of course, Stefan, the drummer. So Lars says, you know, sorry, dude. We can't take you with us because you don't have school and all, and it'd be awkward. And Stefan's like, you know what? It's cool. My friends think the contest is for losers, and it'll be an epic shit show. And he's like, all right, thanks. Thanks for the advice. Have a good day. And then they are on this little bus, and they are on their way to Reykjavik for the contest. I think it's, I don't know. Sure. That's, I can't. That's like the capital. I think it's the capital of Iceland. Yes. So, and that's it where the, is. that's where the TV station people are all from, is, is Reykjavik. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to call it the capital of that works. Iceland. Okay. So, yeah, we are at the Icelandic Song Contest with uh, it, their two hosts, Johans and Lisa. And they're backstage, secret is doing some weird stretches while Lars is using a shake weight to get pumped about the show. And Seeger is freaking out. So Lars tries to calm her down by showing her an invitation to a party on a boat that night. She's like, oh, a a boat party where they're going to celebrate winning. And she's like, okay, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, they go on right after Katiana. And, of course, Katiana is amazing. And Lars is wearing a full-length, long-sleeve, white bodysuit. And I'll never get that image of Will Ferrell in this outfit out of my head as long as I live. It's, like, made of foam. It's, like, weird it's, material. It, it's, like, a scuba material. Yeah, it yeah, It is yeah. awful. It's awful. And he starts unzipping it and... <laughs> Secret's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to make my bulge look bigger. So he's stuffing his 
his crotch to make his bulge look. He's making bigger. his ding dong like, bigger. He called it his ding dong. His, his yaw yaw ding dong. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, that's a great idea." She's like, "Maybe I should like get myself like a like a camel toe." And she's like, pulling her pants real tight up around her crotch too. They are so ridiculous. They're perfect for each other. One thing, because it comes back later, she says she's nervous and wishes she could sing in Icelandic because it would calm her. But Lars oh, says, yeah. says there's no way they could win singing in Icelandic. There's just no way. But it comes back later. Wait for it. It'll come back. So the first act of the show is 21st century Viking. And that's exactly what it sounds like. So, okay, <laughs> just picture that in your mind. You're probably picturing what the van looked like. And we cut to a bar. In, it might be the bar. It I think the it's bar. probably the bar, the bar. <laughs> in Husavik. It's the bar. And they are watching the show. Lars's dad is there, but he's trying to act all cool. Like, he doesn't really care. And Lars is in the dressing room, and he starts to have visions of his dad telling him, everyone's going to make fun of you. He tells Sigrid uh, that he's going to go check on their lighting. So now 21st Century Viking is done, and Katiana is on stage, and uh, she's amazing. And they're up next. So Sigrid is sitting there on the on the side stage. She's ready to go on, but Lars isn't there yet. He's in the back of the back of the of the auditorium with the lighting guys, and they're like, "You can't do this in the middle of the show." And he's like, "Oh crap, I gotta go!" But he can't get back to where he was coming from, and yeah, because yeah, he's got okay, yeah, because he's all the way in the back of the auditorium, and now Secret is coming out onto the stage, and so he's got to go try to go through the crowd, basically over the crowd to get to her, and he's got his bulging crotch all up in people's faces. He eventually makes it on to the stage and for their their performance they're they're doing the double trouble song, which is actually also a really great song. It is. You guys download the soundtrack, it's great. And they're wearing these like giant wings and they're lifted into the air, but as they're being lifted up, Lars's harness breaks and he's trying to hold on and he falls and it's like a thirty I mean, it's an impressive fall. It's over 10 feet at least and he just slams onto the onto the stage and everybody there in the audience starts laughing and then you cut to everybody in the bar in Husavik and they're all laughing too and he's just heartbroken yeah we're now we're outside I don't know it's got to be outside the auditorium somewhere Lars is sitting on a bench looking out at the water Secret comes running, she finds him, and he's like, you know, I ruined it for both of us. Everyone, everyone was laughing at us, and he said, and you didn't even get to go to your fancy boat party, because we see out in the water, there's a boat with tons of lights on it, and she's like, everyone but you is at that party, and I, you know, pretty much, I want to be with you. She's like, you are a dreamer, my dreamer. Whenever I feel like giving up, you give me hope, Lars. And you, they have this moment where they're about to awkwardly kiss, and they're so close, and Boom! <laughs> the boat out on the water blows up, and all of a sudden the two of them are being pelted with debris, and whoa, a flaming arm. A little half an arm <laughs> lands in front of them. It's Katiana's And it's Katiana's arm, because you can tell from the jewelry on it. And they're freaking out, freaking out, and, and Secret's like, oh no, Iceland's greatest artists are all gone. And Lars is like, yes, it's terrible. Hee hee hee, it's terrible. <laughs> that means we're in the contest. And... Secret's holding her face going, the elves have gone too far. Oh, because obviously the elves did this, you know, because they of course. fulfilled her dream because she gave them biscuits and wine. So at the Icelandic public television offices, the president is telling everyone that 
Okay, you guys. So I guess that Fire Saga will be representing them in the Eurovision Song Contest, even though they are bad. Bad, 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 bad. They're all they have left. And it's funny because they're having this conversation about how bad Fire Saga is, and Lars and Secret are literally standing right there. And they're like, so we're it? Yeah. It's my favorite scene of the whole movie. And they're like, <laughs> these two freaks, then the whole world's going to laugh at us. And it just pans out. And they're just standing there like, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Huge cheesy grins. They're like, yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> and so Larson Secret land in Edinburgh, Scotland, the host city for the contest. And they get to their hotel room, promptly find the mini bar, which, yeah. It's filled, like with, filled with schwaps. Hide them under the what? bed. Hide them under the bed. So they're sightseeing and, and partying around the town, and uh, I don't know if this is actually Scotland, but it's really freaking beautiful, and I love it just like I loved Iceland and all those scenes. So pretty um, over there. But uh, anyway, so they're also riding segways around, which is also cool, I guess. And again, they are sitting on a bench and talking, and they almost have a leather romantic moment and kiss and Lars like just takes his hand and just pushes her face away from him and keeps his hand on her face and she's like uh okay what's going on and Lars says nope we can't do that we have to think of the music romance ruins the band he's like think about it Fleetwood Mac ABBA Seaman and Garfunkel and and there was another one, too. I can't remember who it was. Oh, the, I, there was another one. I didn't write it down either. It was one that went by so fast that I couldn't remember what it was said. Um, I have I have written in my notes, Post Malone. He did He did, He did. did say Post Malone. He did say Post did Malone. Did he say Post Malone? Yeah. I was yep. like, was it Post Malone? Okay. Yeah, I think that was part of um, why it was funny. It was, like, so random, but it's not. Because I'm looking okay. at my list in my notes, and I'm like, that probably is not right but secret agrees that they should for now at least they should concentrate on the music this there's a little bit at the end of that scene that i know is 100 percent improvised because will ferrell that was his real laugh and that was rachel mcadams like i don't think she even knew what to do where they he gives her a fake phone call from the mayor of winning he's like oh, oh yeah here's a phone call <laughs> it's the mayor of winning she's like hello mayor and then they and then he and then they get they get off and he's like how was your phone call and they both just crack up and you know it was just completely improvised i forgot about that part but also they come upon a guy playing the piano in the park and it's salvador sabro i think is his last name and he was actual one of a Eurovision contestant. I don't. I think he may oh. have won. Um, I know I looked him up at one time, but he's what a cute little Easter egg. I didn't even. Know. There's a ton of them. I won't go into all of it because you guys should experience it all. But if you Google the Eurovision Song Contest, the Ballad of Fire Saga, there's a ton of Eurovision contestants scattered throughout the movie, which is super fun. If you're a Eurovision fan, I guess. Yeah. So we are at the contest, and they are having an artist room, and. They have been giving these huge glasses of champagne, like on these huge stems. And Siri gets all excited because, yay, tall glasses. <laughs> and then they have tech rehearsal. And as they're going down for tech rehearsal, up on the stage is Russia's contestant, Alexander Lemtov, played by Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey, the live action Beauty and the Beast. He was the Beast. And I don't know if anybody else has watched Legion besides me. I don't think anybody else did but me. No. Mm-hmm. That's just you, but oh, he's so good in that. Well, the first season. Don't watch the other two seasons. They suck. But anyways, he is singing the song Lion of Love. 
It's very homoerotic song, but it's it's just it's hard to not be when there are guys half dressed all around you. There's like, three dudes dancing. and just like putting their crotches in the air and then whipping him, which is another thing. But as he's gyrating around the stage, he's given Seagirt the eye, and she's like, "Oh, oh, what is this? Why is he? Ooh, why is he looking at me?" So Fire Saga gets their chance to do their tech rehearsal, and they come out on stage, and they realize just how massive this stage is, how massive this auditorium is. It's not even an auditorium; it's a what is that? I couldn't even think of the word. It's I couldn't a, even think um, of the word. I was like, arena. It's, it's an arena. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And then they're going to start to sing. And here comes this guy out. And he is Kevin Swain. He is the head of the creative team that Iceland has hired to help them win and improve their act. And he's hooking up Lars to wires. And he talks to him about, we almost got that hamster wheel ready for you, Lars. And Secret starts to sing. And all of a sudden, these dancers pop out of nowhere. And she's like, oh! Every time she starts this, because they're scaring the shit out of her. And then there's fire explosions and that's scaring the crap out of her and she's like what is happening i just want to sing what is all this other stuff and then the choreographer comes over to say do you have sickness in your legs do your feet feel sad why aren't you dancing and secret's like oh i don't even know what's happening but it's not great and it's (laughs) these poor they're trying to have a rehearsal but you can tell that lars is really into becoming big time and secrets like I just want to sing I just yeah want to do our thing just you and me well I also thought it was funny that helping them win apparently means putting Lars as far back on the stage as possible oh, yeah, didn't while putting secret like right in you know putting secret up front because I think it's clear that secret is the is the talent one of the of the two of them. she's the draw for sure yeah and we haven't mentioned up to this point but uh, if you've watched five seconds of any of the singing portions, you know that Will Ferrell is actually singing the parts in this, the, the singing parts of this movie. But Rachel McAdams, she is actually singing. However, um, her voice is being mixed with a Swedish singer named Molly Sandin, Sandin, and she has, a, I guess it's a stage name because if you look at the soundtrack, you see My Marianne, and that's, I think, her stage name. But she was actually in the junior Eurovision Song Contest, and so they mixed their two voices so that it sounds really natural because Rachel McAdam actually, Adams actually has a very nice singing voice, but obviously I think they needed something a little bit more powerful for for the songs in this movie. They needed somebody to hit that Spjorg note is what they needed. That's right. That's right. That high seat is. That's tough. There's a, just a little tiny jump to the TV people, and they're talking about how they're sad because Fire Saga sucks, but Victor, the bank guy, is, like, kind of smiling to himself, like, oh, oh yeah, it's too yeah. bad that they suck. I feel so bad for them. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He's, no. He's happy. So cut to music rehearsal. <laughs> And Secret and Lars are sitting at microphones singing and Lars stops and asks Secret what's wrong. She says that the backtrack is too busy because they've changed it a little bit, the double trouble backtrack, and it's like a little it's it's very busy. I I mean she's right. It's there's a lot going on as opposed to what it, it initially was. But Lars says, No, it's gonna be great, it's gonna it's gonna help us win. So Alexander walks in and he compliments Sigrid, tells her her voice is great. She says same thing to him. He asks Sigrid and Lars if they're brother and sister. And every time someone asks them this question, Sigrid says no, but Lars says probably not. 
because we find out like later that Lars's dad has pretty much banged yeah. everybody, everybody in that town. <laughs> and it's so not a very says, big town, so no. And when, so when he says probably not, like he's literally like, I mean, probably not, but maybe we don't know. Yeah. So he's legitimately kind of questioning, but hoping probably not. But anyway, Alexander invites them to a party tonight, and they eventually agree to come. But Lars says, you got to watch out for that guy. He's a sex player. He probably has a very large penis. Well, I love that the, the person that's helping them that wrote this mix for them, his name is Jay Bong, and he's a guy that's sitting over in the corner. And he, yes. was, he was in Kitty, Camp, Kitty Cat Fancy, one of the biggest K-pop bands of all time. But he keeps saying, like, he added fresh cuz to the mix, and it's all about the plo-yo, which nobody seems to know what that means. And she's like, you mean flow? And he's like, no, plo-yo. And she's like, I think he's saying flow, flow. <laughs> but then when he says the thing about Alexander having a big penis, and Jay bongs like, yep, he got a BDE, hundo P, so big dick energy, <laughs> hundo P, so 100 big dick energy, so. 100. But that made me laugh really hard. So now... We are at this amazing party at Alexander's house, which is a castle. Um, it's a huge castle. They get there and they're like, wow, this is much nicer than the, the tiny little hotel room we're staying in where we both have the tiniest single twin beds ever made. But he's like, yeah, it's one of my top five favorite homes. You know, it's all right. It's, it's okay. And Secret is dressed like old CDs. Her dress looks like it's made out of old CDs and her earrings too. And this is... For those baby bump watchers, this dress really, mm-hmm. really made me question. Because she's not a big girl, but she's shaped different than she normally is. And I don't know, maybe she just was going through something and she was shaped different. But I kind of think this is when she was hiding a baby bump. Don't come at me. We've Rachel McAdams friends. But um, they get into the house and there's these huge white statues of men, naked men with giant ding-dongs. And... Alexander's like, yeah, I love ancient Greek statues. Don't you love ancient Greek statues? And Secret's like, are you, are you, are you sure they're ancient Greek statues? Because they all have your face. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. I just, I love them. They're like this. And Secret turns to Lars. She's like, they are definitely made after him. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Yeah. They like, and then like the camera pans up and it's like, yeah, everyone, everyone is, is his face. totally his face. Well, then Kevin Swain walks up and he's like, Alexander. And they do the kiss on each cheek. And he's like, oh, you shaved your cheek hair. And Alexander's, yeah. And then they start kind of whispering in each other's ear and have this little thing going on. And then Secret is given more tall glasses, two huge things of champagne and tall glasses again. And Alexander's walking around and he's kind of showing them their competition. And then he's like, oh, you have to meet Mita Zanakis from Greece. She's one of the favorites to win. She's a very sexy lady. And he calls her over, and you can tell from the get-go that this is immediately a way to divide and conquer Lars and Secret. That Alexander is going to pair off with Secret, and very sexy Mita is going to take over with Lars and split the two of them up. So Alexander takes Secret out onto this balcony, and she, you know they're looking out on the scenery, and she's like, "This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." And he's like, "I wish to say something very stupid." And she's like, "Go ahead, I love stupid things." <laughs> that was funny, <laughs> and he's like. It's even more beautiful because you're here. And she's like, oh, God. Okay. But I noticed right here that everyone is wearing a ton of makeup in this movie. It's not great in high def. It does not look good. Anyway, he's kind of saying the same thing as that Lars is holding you back. If you could speak for yourself, what would you say? And she's like, I, I have Lars. Lars does all that. I don't I don't need to speak for myself. And he's trying to turn her on Lars. And 
it's almost immediate and you don't really know why he's like what's what's the end game here mr alexander but then they hear music starting from inside so they have to run back inside because something amazing is about to happen it's a song along you guys and i didn't really know what that was to begin with but what it is a collaboration all the contestants get together and they start singing and they're singing share at first do you do you believe in love? And they're all singing it and it's amazing. And I am singing right along with it the entire time. And they go from singing Cher. Now they're singing ABBA again, ABBA. And finally, Secret gets into it and she's singing and Lars is singing. And I just said, this part it was just so fun. We're singing I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. After the singing is over, Everyone just swarms Secret because, I mean, she's incredible. And Lars is kind of pushed by the crowd out of the room. And Mitha approaches him and is flirty. And Lars clearly does not know how to flirt because he starts describing his penis like a Volvo. <laughs> Solid, sturdy, but not going to turn any heads. Yeah, not not impressive, but it'll do the job. And Secret <laughs> and Alexander walk up and Alexander starts talking about elves and the gosh darn it, Spjorg note yeah. and the Icelandic legend and secret is like he believes in elves and he knows about this sport note and she's very impressed so he and mita invite them to a club to dance but lars says he doesn't want to go and secret's like well yeah i'm going the night is still early so she goes and lars stays back and we'll find out later what do you do? This song along is amazing because it's all real Eurovision winners that are singing in the song. And it's like, if you're a huge Eurovision fan, like they, they walk in and everybody's like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. And they're amazing. And some people you may recognize, there's a pair from France that are amazing. It's just so good. It's If, if you're a Pitch Perfect fan, it's like the mishmash, yes. but a hundred times better. It's amazing. Yeah. So... Lars is back in the hotel room, and he's kind of pouting, laying in bed, and there's a knock at the door, and he thinks it's Secret, and she's forgotten her key, but no, it's Mita, who grabs him by the balls, he's like, ow, ow, it's kind of painful, and shoves him back into the room. But the next morning, Secret's waking up, and she's in Alexander's bed, she's still in her disco dress, and he is just staring at her like a total creep, and she's like, have you been staring at me this whole time? He's like, no, I was busy, I braided your hair. I find it very relaxing. She said something. She's like, oh, wow, you did braid my hair. You did actually a good job. How long did this take? And he's like, six hours. He has to be the slowest braider ever, ever. Because <laughs> it's it's like two braids. And it's not even her head of hair. Secret does the thing where, you know, this hasn't happened to me. But if you wake up in somebody else's bed, you kind of pull the blankets <laughs> down to make sure that you still have your clothes on. And she does. So she feels better. I've seen that a lot of times in movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> she asked him she's like did we sleep together he's like no they didn't have sex because he's a gentleman but he's wandering around and he's humming and and secret's like how do you know that song that's my song how do you know that he's like you sing in your sleep and she's like well it's not finished yet and he's like well when it's finished will you sing it with lars and she's like no no this no i'll never sing this with lars she's like but if we win i hope we can be in a relationship 
And Alexander's just like, what happens if you don't win? Will Lars be content if you're the only one who adores him? And I was like, oh, knife to the heart. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I would like to record your song and travel the world with you. He's like, I could do that for you. And she's like, um, I have to go. And runs out as fast as she can. I don't know how she got home because I think they took an Uber there. So I don't know how she got home. I don't know. know. Well, she comes back to the hotel and she's like, oh, Lars, I have to tell you about this. And she opens the hotel room and she sits down in his bed and all of a sudden the blankets flip back. And she's like, oh, good morning. And it's Mita. And she's in bed with Lars. And Secret is appalled because she's desperately in love with him. And here's this sexy woman in his bed and she runs out because she's so angry and hurt and upset. So later that day at rehearsal, Sigrid arrives a little bit late and she's pissed. I mean, she's definitely still pissed from finding Nita in the hotel room, but she's also pissed because she is wearing a ridiculous costume that apparently Lars has made. And she starts ripping it to shreds until she's left with actually a kind of a cute short really cute. red dress. Yeah. But I mean, okay. Uh, she starts screaming at him about having sex with Mita and maybe you should just having sex with everyone. And then Lars is like, sure, I'll just start having sex with everyone. And he just keeps picking people out of the crowd. And he's like, I'll have sex with him. I'll have sex with her. And Sigrid finally just tells him to shut up. And says she doesn't like this version of the song. She wants it to go back to the way it was. And she walks off stage and he's telling her, hey, we have to rehearse. She says, no, storms away and their time is up. And I can't remember the name oh, of I the do. guy oh, I do. that he, that oh, he picked out because that part it comes, back. comes back in the next scene. Yeah. She has the most epic burn. She says, I didn't sleep with Lentoff. And he says, well, I didn't sleep with Mita. She's like, well, I know rotten shark meat when I smell it. Oh. But he's when he's pointing out all the people who have sex with, he's like, Kevin Swain, easy. Okay. I have sex with that guy with the iPad. I can't read his name tag. Oh, it's Theo. <laughs> so then Lars is sitting outside at this very fancy fountain and he's talking to his reflection and he's mad at himself. He's like, what were you thinking saying you're going to have sex with all these people? Do you think you'd have a chance with Theo? No. (laughs) And then here comes this group of two guys and a girl and they're like, dude, is this where they filmed GOT? What Game of Thrones part did they film at a fancy fountain? I never saw that in Game of Thrones. No, I've never seen Game of Thrones and I could have, I, I was like, I don't think so either. No. But immediately, immediately Lars like, freaking American. And he's like, go away, Americans. Go go home and build your wall. Shit for brains. And the Americans are like, oh, you guys, this guy's nuts. He's like, you come here and you shit on everything. And Reflection Lars says, hey, Tell him to go to Starbucks. Yeah, go to Starbucks. And the Americans are like, where's the Starbucks? Are you, what? And he's like, it's over there. Just smell for the pumpkin latte. <laughs> and the stupid Americans are like, oh, he's being so nice. Thank you. And he's like, I'm not going to say you're welcome, goddamn Americans. <laughs> so meanwhile, Secret is alone in their room. And I guess she's been working on her song. She's playing the keyboard and she's singing a little bit and making notes. Lars comes to the door and he starts to open it but he hears her singing so he stops and he listens and decides not to interrupt her and leaves so he walks to the eurovision building and stands on the stage singing abba and he starts hearing someone whispers name Lars, Lars. and he turns around and it's katiana 
In and flames. Like, in flames. Burning. <laughs> yeah. And there's her face is all burned and there's smoke coming off of her. And she's warning him that he's in danger and he has to leave. And so he freaks and runs off the stage. At, you know, of course, as you would do. Yes. Because it was really creepy. Yeah, well, and, and her arm was missing. I mean, her arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, that part of her arm <laughs> that flew out, yeah. Well, Sigrid's back in the hotel room, and she's knitting. And Knox comes on the door, and it's Mita. And she comes in, and she's like, you are knitting a very, that is a very angry sweater. And you look down, and there's a face <laughs> being knitted on the sweater that's very angry. And she's like, meh, it is. And Mita asks, why haven't you told him? Sigrid's like, well, it's not that simple. We have to think about the band. And Mina says, you have spent the majority of your life together. I would not let a night of nothing come between somebody I love that much. And Sigurd's like, nothing? What are you talking about? And nope, Mina and Lars did not have sex. She's like, I am very sexy, but he didn't want to. So nothing happened between them. Which is good for everybody. So we're at the semifinals of Eurovision, and Graham Norton is the announcer. Love me some Graham Norton, because he's hilarious. And backstage, Lars and Secret are, they come together and they're kind of apologizing to each other. And Secret says, you know what the elves say, Lars, about anger. And he's like, no, because I don't believe in elves. And she's like, well, anger cannot churn the butter. And he's like, oh yeah, I do know that one. I've heard that one before. I do, I mean, yeah, I don't believe in elves, but I've heard that saying before. And he's like, I, I want you to know I changed the mix to before Jabong added the fresh cause. <laughs> <laughs> And so suddenly, they, you know, they're back to their regular Secret and Lars, and they're talking and, and having a wonderful time. And in the distance, Alexander and Mita are watching, and they're kind of a little jealous of this close relationship they have. And Mita says, you know, Alexander, find someone else to play with. Leave them alone. And he says, I can't. She's special. And with her by my side, I could be bigger than ever. And Mita's like, but she'll never be happy. He's like, I can give her everything that he cannot. And Mita looks at him and says, not everything. And I was like, ooh. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Alexander decides to walk over to Secret and Lars. And Secret's like, Alexander, what are you doing here? Are you performing tonight? And he's like, no, I came to support you. And Lars is like, yeah, because we're together and we will never be separate. And Alexander says, you know, George Michael said the same thing about the other Wham guy. No one remembers his name. And Lars is like, it's Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I screamed it at the same time. Like, I know what his name is. Alexander's like, why are you, why are you guys so nervous? You have zero chance of making it. Odds makers say not one single vote. You, you're nothing to worry about. You guys are not getting anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's no worries. So the first act is pretty wild. These are like some warlock warrior people or something from Belarus, which I had to look up, and it is a country in Eastern Europe. And I haven't heard of it, but I'm again, I'm a stupid American. So, but I. Oh, sorry. I had a little thing about this this group because oh, okay. Well, just just a little thing. I grew up with Guar. I don't know if you're familiar with Guar. Vaguely, they you know they dress in costumes. They throw blood mm-hmm. around in their uh, concerts, whatever. But this band is kind of dressed like them. They're kind of demon looking. But this is an homage to a Finnish band named Lordy that won in 2006 because that was such a huge deal for a band that was so over the top. To win Eurovision, they wanted to do some kind of talk about them. So they made up this fictional band to perform that was an homage to them. So, anyhow, keep going. And next up is Finland. So I wonder if they did that on purpose. Like, kind of led in Finland to kind of give a wink, wink. So, act after act, 
takes the stage and everyone is awesome and Meathead performs and she's great and all these songs are on the soundtrack which you should have already downloaded because <laughs> I've told you already like five times and then Johnny John I think it was from Sweden was up next and I love that song too all, all these songs are great I'm not gonna say it again I just love Graham Norton's little thing he's like here's Della Borginski from San Marino crying for no apparent reason <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs> so Secret and Lars are off stage getting ready to go on and Secret notes that the scarf she's wearing is it's really long it's really long and uh Lars is like yeah it's, it's great isn't it and back at the bar the bar in Husavik they're watching a soccer game and the parking ticket guy I don't know his name but I'm just, I just no it's the cop it's the cop it's the cop that wants to watch mm-hmm. it's the cop that oh, said he was such a loser yep well, oh, well, he wants to watch the song contest, and Lars' dad says no one wants to watch them. They're they're awful, and I I don't know who says it, but I have it in quotes. We know they're awful, but they're our awful. And I think that might that was, have been the that was the cop. Nope, that was the cop. That God was, damn it! It was the uh, Andrus. I think it's his name was Andrus, and yeah, he, he was the one rallying the troops to come watch it because oh yeah. So they changed the channel just in time to see Iceland take the stage and. Everybody in the bar is clapping except for Lars's dad because he is a loser. But Secret is singing and she's doing great. And she's beautiful. And it, oh, I mean, it, yeah, her, her costume is is beautiful. And yes, the scarf is very long. And Lars comes down in a hamster wheel <laughs> and and he's singing as the hamster wheel is turning. It's it's weird, but it's actually going really well. And the what's his name the the host graham norton yeah graham norton he says okay not as bad as we expected (laughs) and they kind of cut to the icelandic public television studio intermittently throughout the scene and they're like okay you know they're getting into it too they're excited it's going well except for victor but um even lars's dad is getting into it at the bar the crowd in the actual arena is going wild but then the scarf starts to come undone from secret's neck and they have like a wind machine on her to make her dress really flowy and it starts to blow back towards the hamster wheel. It gets caught in the hamster wheel and jerks her backwards and is dragging her on the floor while it is tightening around her neck and she's screaming. The wheel it cracks away from the mechanism that's controlling it and spinning it and then it starts to roll across and off the stage dragging Secret right along with it. Why doesn't Lars stop running? Because <laughs> he even says, like, if no. I keep running, maybe I can fix it. No, stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Run in the opposite direction to stop it. No. Oh, it's so bad. Um, And when it flings off of the stage into the audience, it flings Secret onto the floor. And the song is still playing. So they try. They crawl back on the stage. They grab the microphones. And they finish the song. And the lights go out, and no one applauds. You know, it's quiet. And then suddenly someone starts laughing. And then, like, everybody's laughing. And Lars's dad stands up and walks out of the bar. And then, like, this one guy starts to clap in the audience. And then everybody starts laughing and starts cheering and clapping. And they're going nuts. 
but for in a good way, they're cheering for Lars and Secret. Yeah. Um, but backstage, Lars is dragging Secret away. He he is he's traumatized and he wants to go home. He is so embarrassed by what just happened. But Secret says, no, we have to go back in there. We can't let everyone down. I'm going to stay. I'm going to watch the votes. You know, Alexander already told us we're not going to get any anyway. So, you know, what's the big deal? When we get no votes, I'm going to be okay because I know that I'm more than this contest. And I just really want you to stay with me. And he, on coming from the other side is asking her please leave with me i i don't want to stay i don't want to sit and listen to us get zero votes and have everyone laugh at us so they finally just decide that they're just gonna have to part ways she's going back in and he's going to leave and she says bye and he says fine go to Limtoff and sing him your love song and she says i wrote that song for you and then she turns around and walks away and she walks into the room with her head held high with all the other contestants takes her seat even though she's crying um she's trying to be strong and she waits for the results and Lars is outside fucking shit up he is throwing trash cans he's tipping over porta potties with people that, in them that have someone inside of them that's the moment yeah, that he, my kids lost their shit because they thought that was so <laughs> funny yeah well i love when they went they first go off the stage she goes the elves must hate us <laughs> oh yeah. i have to just add these couple little things because they made me laugh it's like or the she says when they're they're deciding, you know, to fight, you know, about who's going to, if they're going to go back to the room or not. And she's like, Lemtov is right. And he's like, what does Lemtov know? A lot. He knows about elves and how to braid. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, well, she doesn't know about us. And she says, there is no us, Lars. And I was like, oh, you're oh. so right. But I had the same thing. She walks in holding her dirty, bloody head high. It goes back. She looks rough. <laughs> yeah. They're in the artist's, what do they call it? The artist's area. And um, the green room. Yeah, right. they're just and that's where they sit and they they record them and sit as they watch the votes come in because I guess each country they have twelve votes, ten votes, eight votes that they can give to three different countries. So they she's sitting and she's and she's sitting with Alexander, which I thought was really nice. He came and sat with her and put his arm around her and supported her. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Iceland is getting a ton of points. This is crazy. No one can believe it. Like, Graham Norton is like, what the hell is happening? Even Alexander's like, wow, odd makers did not say this was going to happen. And all it comes down to, there's two spots left. The last country to make it into the finals is Iceland. And so they're in the finals. And poor Secret just turns to Alexander and she's like, I wish Lars was here. And she comes running back to the to the hotel room. And he's already gone. He is packing up and getting on a plane. He is dressed ridiculously in a bright silver puffy vest, huge headphones, and mirrored sunglasses because he's Lars and he's nuts. And he's walking through the airport. Secret is on every television screen in the airport, but he's so in his own. I didn't head even that notice he doesn't that. Even notice it. I didn't yeah, notice it either. Yeah, every TV was airing the the song contest, and he's just. Just walking through oblivious. I was I was playing Lars on that one. I missed it too. <laughs> so the next day he's back in Iceland. He's working on the fishing boat and he's getting ready to 
go on to Bodhi's talking to the little 12-year-old drummer. He's telling him, you know, give up on your dreams while you're young. He tells he's <laughs> you can't miss this part. He's like, I'm going to be a fisherman and drink myself to death like a true Ericsson. And the kid's like, what about Secret? And he's like, a rich, hairless Russian guy with a huge dingle dong came between us. Shit happens. <laughs> so Lars and his dad are out on the boat and they are, they start going at it. And Lars is pissed that his dad doesn't respect him. And then he's like, you know, I don't, I don't even need your respect. And, and he's like, I'm, I'm getting off this boat. And his father's like, no, no, calm down. And he says, you've done something great for Iceland. It has brought the country pride. You didn't quit. Even after the hamster wheel disaster, you didn't quit. You've always reminded me of your mother. She would have been proud of you. And he pans around and all the other guys in the boat are like wiping their tears from their eyes. And he tells Lars, you have to fight for Secret. Fight for your dream of a life with her. And one of the fishermen interrupts and says oh well you did know that iceland made it to the eurovision finals and they're both like what (laughs) and lars says why didn't you tell us and lars is like okay let's turn this boat around and his dad's like uh no we're not losing a day of fishing so lars just launches himself off the boat and starts swimming for sure yep dad eric says no it comes back later we had bad luck with these women Secret's mother, Helka, never liked me, never had anything to do with me. And I was like, okay, then there's your proof right there that they are not brother and sister because she never liked him. (laughs) So Secret is back at Alexander's house and she's drinking two drinks. She's got two drinks because she even says these are both for me. She's always double-fisted. And she is. And Alexander's telling her, Secret, this is not the ending, it's the beginning. Stay with me after the contest. When you sing, I feel a connection. I'll give you everything. I'll give you a Fabergé egg, a pet tiger. And she's like, I don't want that stuff. Well, maybe the tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Lars has made it to land and he's walking with a purpose down the street. Victor, the president of the bank of blah, you know, that really long title, pulls up beside him. And Lars gets in and asks him for a ride to the airport, but he needs to make a stop first. He needs to stop by the elf houses. He's going to ask for help. So he's got all these things that he has brought for the elves. And he's like, oh, okay, we can go now. And he starts to walk towards the car. And Victor pulls his keychain. He's got like one of those retractable keychains. And he pulls it out and wraps it around Lars's neck and starts to choke him. And he's screaming. He's like, I don't want Iceland to win. We can't afford to host this contest. He says, I blew up the boat and killed all those people. And then all of a sudden he just stops mid-sentence and falls to the ground. And when he falls to the ground, you see that there's a knife sticking out of his back. So Lars like bends over and pulls the knife out of his back and he turns really quickly towards the elf houses just in time to see one of the doors slam shut. And he says, thank you. Enjoy the biscuits. And he's like, I'll just leave the knife here in case you have to do other murders. (laughs) And he sits it down. I love that part. And then he is gone. So R.I.P. Victor, but not really. No. Because, like, when he yelled... Don't R.I.P. When he yelled, I blew up the boat and killed everyone, I was like, Abby, Abby. 
Obviously, you did that. <laughs> but now's the night of the show, y'all. It's the Eurovision Grand Finale. We're back the, for a second at the um, TV station, and the TV people are sitting, and but there's a notice that there's an empty chair because Victor is missing. But poor Secret is getting ready all alone. And as she's getting ready, we see Lars is running out of the airport. So he obviously hopped a plane, and he's still in the big fisherman gear, the big yellow pants and the coat. And... But he comes out, there's no taxis, there's no one around, and there's just one little guy there, and he's like, where is everyone? And he's like, they're all at home watching the Eurovision show. And, but what's this? Here comes this Mini Cooper, and it's the goddamn Americans. <laughs> they pull up, and he's like, hey, American dudes, let, let, I need a ride. And they're like, we're going to Paris. He's like, oh, you don't want to go there, it's a dump. Take me to the contest, and just jumps in on top of these two girls that are in the back seat. And We're like, he's like, New York Jets, Old Town Road, give me a ride, friends. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. And then he hops in and he's telling him, go, go, come on, get some balls, Jeff, get some balls. And then he has to tell him, there's no speed limit in Europe. And all of a sudden, these two college kids from America are like, ah, let's go. I was dying. He's like, Jeff, keep driving. Super thumbs up. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> and then the girls are all screaming. He's like, one more time, I will kick you out on the next curve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that whole thing. But there's this, I don't know, it's kind of intermixed in there is the, the other people competing on mm -hmm. the Eurovision and Alexander is doing his song and offstage Kevin Swain is very emotional and kind of crying to himself. And we kind of get the idea that Kevin and Alexander are a thing. And then they see the Eurovision, the big building and and the Americans are like, is this it? And he's like, it says Eurovision on it, you shithead. Yes, this is it. <laughs> And then he gets on, he's like, thank you, Americans. You are awful people. Don't come to Iceland. You will be killed by elves. <laughs> so offstage, Seeger is talking to uh, Alexander. And she's like, Lemtov, are you gay? And he's like, what? No, I am Russian. There are no gay people in Russia. Because we, as maybe you're not aware, but being gay is a crime punishable by death in Russia. So no, no, there's no gay people in Russia. And she's like, well, statistically... That's not correct. There's there's no way. And he's like, 100%, no gay people in Russia. And she's like, oh, maybe sexually fluid? He's like, nope. She's like, non-binary? He's like, nope, 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 not, nope, not, not, don't know what you're talking about. I am, I am, I am on 100% Russian. And he just tells her to go, go sing your heart. Get on stage and go sing your heart out. So back at the bar, Secret's mom, Helga, walks in. And now we kind of cut back to... Lars backstage and he's about to walk in when he is stopped again by the burning ghost of <laughs> Katiana. And she's like, you're in danger. Victor's going to try to kill you. And he's like, uh, have you not been using your ghost powers? He already <laughs> tried and he's dead. And she was like, Oh, okay. Bye. And then she just dematerializes and she's gone. He's like, she's not a very helpful ghost. <laughs> 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 a secret walks out on stage and everybody in the bar starts clapping and Lars is running backstage and you think he might be running to go out on stage. No, he's running to tackle Alexander and he just starts slapping, barely like punching Alexander. Yeah. Just, and Alexander's just laughing. And if you listen to the trailer and then 
you watch the movie, he says two totally different yeah, things. Yeah, yep, Yeah, so they were kind of improving that part, and so one, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but one ends up getting put in the trailer, one ends up getting put in the movie. Anyway, he tells Lars that he should just leave Secret alone, he can't give her all the things that Alexander could, and... Then the music starts, and Lars gets one last little puny shoulder punch in and walks away. He gets onto the stage, and he grabs a microphone, and he says, Stop the music, stop the music. He apologizes and says, Ever since I was a child, winning the Eurovision Song Contest has meant everything to me. I've always dreamed of winning, but music isn't a contest, and the winning song is the song that comes from the heart. So he sits down at the keyboard and he starts playing Secret's song. And she is so emotional. She says, we can't do this. If we do this, we'll be disqualified. Yeah, you have to pick the song two months ahead of time. Yeah. And that's the one, the song you have to perform. Yeah, you can't change your song last minute. And he says, just sing. And so she does. And everybody is stunned. And I am crying. This is, of all the freaking movies, this is the one that makes <laughs> me cry. I'm... Not the emotionally emotional ones that no. like normal people cry at. She cries at <laughs> Will Ferrell singing a song at the Will Ferrell movie. It, it, music always gets me, and I, this is such a beautiful song. And she's singing about Husevik, and then she starts singing in Icelandic, and I'm I'm getting chills me right too, now me too. just thinking about it. And Everybody in the bar and everybody in at the Icelandic public television room just start going nuts. And Lars starts singing with her. And I'm like, shut up, Lars. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm like, stop singing, Lars, you suck. You're ruining it. And she finally hits her Spjorg note. And I actually said Spjorg. So see, it, it all just comes together. And everyone is clapping and cheering. And, okay, what's his name again? Graham Norton. Graham I got Norton. it. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself today. He says they'll be disqualified, but but that was beautiful. And Lars walks up to her and says that I see you know their little thing that they always do. And then they kiss and the crowd is cheering, Fire Saga, Fire Saga. And from backstage, Alexander and Mita are talking and he says, Actually, I am happy for them. And she says, why don't you come to Greece with me and you can be happy too. Meaning, get out of Russia, come to Greece, be the person that we all know that you are. And in Greece, you can you can be that person, you can be happy, you can be yourself. Yeah, because she says, you deserve to be happy too. And he says, Mother Russia does not agree. And I was like, oh, Aww. broke my heart. And he's like, I'll come to Greece. I do like their statues. <laughs> but I have the same thing. I was like, this song is everything. Goosebumps, chills, the works. It made me so happy. But when they, I said they kiss and it made me cringe because it's just, you know, I don't know. The two of them together is just so weird. Yeah, it is. But yeah, that the song is, is It's so fabulous. Great. Listen to it on repeat. Have I mentioned that the soundtrack is good? I don't even know what she's saying in Icelandic, but I don't care. It doesn't matter. It just, she's just singing about my hometown of Husevik, so. But then they're back on the bus and they're coming home. And this time they're being met at, at the little bus stop. Um, by a huge crowd of people now holding Fire Saga signs. And then they're, they're signing newspapers for autographs that say, Iceland loses crown but wins heart. No. Aww. And then we get a text on screen that says, sometime later. And we are back to the bar. 
And here we have Lars and Secret are performing happy, just like they have before, but... Because I'm happy. But Lars is wearing a baby in a carrier with his little headphones on. Good job for hearing protection. Yay. I think they're wearing wedding rings. I assume in this future that they're married and this is their baby together. But I also have on here that Secret looks like she has a baby bump here, so I don't know if it's supposed to be like... She's pregnant again. She just had a baby. Maybe Rachel McAdams is pregnant in real life. Mm. But there's a definite baby bump in this in this section. What it turns out is they're performing for because it's Eric and Helka's wedding day. So Lars's dad is marrying Secret's mom. And it's, it's totally weird. They both say it's never not going to be weird. The scene, the two of them kiss, it's so weird. But they're in the background. Who are here? The Americans. And Lars tells them, we hate that you are here. I hate you. I hate your guts. And all the Americans just think it's hilarious. And I hate everything about you. <laughs> and Lynn, he says, don't you have some traffic at home to sit in with your monster trucks and chili corn dogs? <laughs> yes. The whole time Secret's like, ooh, yeah, too far. <laughs> and and she's like, so who wants to hear our Eurovision song? And they're like, no, yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> so they have to launch back into yeah, yeah, ding dong because it's the only thing that makes these idiots happy. And one little cute thing I noticed is as the credits are rolling, each of the actors' names that they came up had their country's flags next to them, which was super cute. And our little Mita, she actually is from Greece, which I thought was interesting. Lots of, I just, this movie's so good. Yeah, I like the credits. That was really cute how they did that. And then the whole time you hear they're playing the yaya. Yeah, that's a catchy little song right there. That it is. Don't si- don't sing it at work because it's about penises. But no, it's a catchy little song. Really inappropriate, but my kids love it. So. Mine do too, but mine are teenage boys, and anything about ding yeah. dogs is hilarious. So mine are a little younger, but they don't. I don't think they quite get the nuances. So yeah, yours are old enough to get it and think it's hilarious. Mine are young enough that they don't quite grasp it yet they're just like yeah it's a good song they're like this is a fun song yeah it is sure it is (laughs) and yeah it's not eurovision song contest it's eurovision song contest the story what is it the story of fire of fire saga yeah and that when you're searching if you want to imdb it you have to do the whole thing because if you just do eurovision song contest it's going to tell you about the eurovision song contest i've I've learned that multiple times because it's super annoying but we're not going to tell you all the wonderful things about it because there's lots of great articles out there about all the background things they got wrong things they got right about all the easter eggs and the people in it so go read those people's stuff because they worked hard on it yeah it's just such a cute movie i enjoyed it a lot the music i love anything with good music so i'm yes uh, me too i'm i obviously i knew there would be music because it's called eurovision song contest but i didn't realize that it would be so musical and that the songs would be so, so well good, done you know? yeah i mean for yeah. for a spoof movie i mean yeah exactly yeah i was very surprised and impressed i didn't realize this movie was so long and i started to play it is two hours it I was is. Like, two hours but man it flies yeah and i end up watching them twice because i watch it usually the first time and then i take notes the second time so, whew, long movie, it's but mm-hmm. it's not a sad movie. It's not Shirley, guys, and I apologize for Shirley. So this is much better than that drag fest, so be happy. This is a fun one. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we're so happy to be back. We're happy to be back and be with you again because we missed you, and hopefully you missed us. 
hopefully, hopefully you better have. And let us know what you thought of this movie and of the soundtrack. And you can tell us, and we've said it a million times on all our other episodes, but all you got to do is use your little search function and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then of course on all your major podcasting platforms and on our website that's so originalpodcast.com you can find us at any of those places and send us a message or give us a like a wave whatever and we would love you forever for it for sure and stay tuned after for our hilarious gag reel which always has some lovely things in it which probably will include my children that are crying in the background right now all right well let's wrap this bad boy up we will talk in your area next time thanks guys bye it is too hot oh no my nose all right hold on let me go blow my nose oh my gosh you're such a diva well you didn't say that we're that so original oh shit because i'm happy go listen to the soundtrack it's way better than us thanks